Hello, and welcome to This is the Greatest Song I've Ever Heard in My Entire Life. I'm Scott Interante, and today we are joined by Pablo the Don, music critic, content creator, conversation haver. Pablo, thanks so much for uh, joining us. No, thank you guys for having me. I'm excited. Yeah. Well, so this is a show about music and the music we love and why we love it. And you have made a name for yourself primarily on TikTok, but on other platforms as well as someone who talks about music and the issues in music and all sorts of things. So I'm just kind of curious how you think about the content you make and what you're sort of trying to add to the discourse. I mean, I think just like a unique perspective. I've never seen anyone that looks like me, talks like me, act like me, have any sort of platform where they're not making the music, they're just talking about the music. And so I'm just trying to bring in like a different perspective that maybe people haven't considered or perspective that people try to overlook. Now that I have a bigger platform, like it's kind of hard to overlook my videos now. So Mm -hmm. just anything different, just I'm just trying to be different, say things in a different way and say things with a lot of intention and care, which a lot of people don't do either. Right, right. Well, one thing I think is cool because you obviously share a lot of your opinions on music and the music that you love, but you also aren't afraid of what to me almost seems like trying to recalibrate the conversations, right? If you see a conversation going or this narrative building and you're like, well, hold on, like perspectives of people like me aren't getting heard and maybe we need to reshift this. Oh, for sure. I think like a lot of like the criticism space is like white, straight, male dominated Um, I don't even see a lot of women at all really doing commentary. I would like to think that, like, since I started my platform, a lot more women have gotten into it. But, yeah, it's always about reshifting it, taking the focus off of white men, because there's plenty of those opinions to go around, and they usually are, like, the same. (laughs) So, like, trying to shift it so people that are different have different things to say can actually have a voice. Like, that is the key. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I'm curious to kind of go back then with your relationship with music. What is the sort of thing that you remember first getting into being like, oh, yeah, music is like my true love? I mean, I've always been around music since I was a kid. I grew up in like church. So music has always been a part of my life in one way or another. I think a thing a lot of people don't know is that like as a kid, I was like super sheltered. Um, I wasn't allowed to listen to a lot of like mainstream popular music until I got a little bit older. So like discovery for me came at an age where like I could pretty much articulate the emotions that I was like associating with these things. And it wasn't weird. Don't get me wrong. Obviously you couldn't avoid like the Britney's, the Instincts, things like that. Like right. you would see those things. But like for me, it, it was mainly in like church music or like music my parents picked and that was it like nothing else and then by the time I like got to like my early teens really when like LimeWire hit and I could just like rename the the name of the song and be like oh yeah it's not (laughs) really like Soldier Boy or something like that like then it was like oh I can like discover this music MySpace came along everybody had like profiles with like different songs I'm like what is that I need that on like my iPod shuffle whatever so like Music has always been a big part. It's just like at what phase did I start discovering a lot of mainstream stuff is different than a lot of people. Right, right, right. Did you feel like coming from, okay, you know, church music, your parents' music, that kind of thing, was it like a big culture shock for you to like start getting into stuff on your own? Was it exciting? It was exciting because I had, I have siblings that are like way older than me. So like they, like my oldest brother is eight years older than me. 
And I'm like the youngest kid in our family. So it's like eight, seven, six. So like I would hear them listening to this stuff, but like I would like ignore it or whatever. So like I had definitely heard of Lil Wayne, like I knew who he was. But like, had I really gotten into like what he was really talking about? Absolutely not. Like, no, no. Missy Elliott, same thing. Like, no, there was no way I was going to be able to listen to that stuff without like trying to sneak it or something like that. Well, another thing that we hear from a lot of people is that sort of relationship with older siblings as that kind of gateway. Did you feel like when you got to that age where you can kind of start having more of your own taste, was that something you shared with your older siblings? Like, did you guys talk about that? And Not really, because I think my tastes are past them because of how I grew up. Like, other than being in church, I grew up in private school, which for like black kids, like I'm about around a bunch of white kids. So... Mm. Like I'm listening to rock music. I'm listening like I'm listening to Green Day at like ten years old. And yeah. my, my brothers were not on that. They're still like Mike Jones. They're still like heavy, heavy hip hop, Jay Z, Kanye at that time. And while like I listened to that stuff, I definitely had and still to this day kind of have more of an affinity for pop music, rock music, alt music, indie music. So by the time I really got into hip hop, which I would say like was middle school, because it started to become like super that became the pop music. Right, right. My taste had surpassed them. Like I not only was I listening to like the Jay-Z's and the Kanye's but like I was listening to the new people coming in whether that was like Nicki Minaj or like Drake which they like too but like I was super ingrained in that so I had like the best of both worlds really what about live shows do you remember going to something for the first time like as a kid and be like whoa this is not Christian music <laughs> you know I mean like I said I couldn't avoid the Britney's and stuff so my first live show was like Britney Spears at like eight um, a dream within a dream tour, I think it was in like 2002, three, wow. that era. And so like, while she was making sexual music, which I realized in like my teens, I, I mean, at like eight, it sounds like, oh, she just likes a boy, like that type of thing. So my parents were like, oh, okay, that's not too crazy. Like, yeah, we can go. So that was my first experience. And I was like, oh, this is different than like jump five, which in jump five was like a massive Christian rock band. And I was like, it was like the closest thing you could get to like pop music with it like still being like this could be about god in a weird way <laughs> like it was like that line so when i went to britney i was like oh this is different like there's no references to this that could probably be played in church or anything like that like yeah so you've been doing this series called fits and tunes where you you know talk about your fashion and what you're wearing and make a playlist to go along with it and i'd love to hear more about how you see you know the sort of intersection between fashion fashion and identity expression music all those sorts of things i mean for me like fashion is just like another extension of expression like i did not grow up making music y'all will probably never hear music from me if i do I, it's a money grab please know that um <laughs> i desperately need some money so it was Noted. like <laughs> everyone yeah. hear it here so it was like an extension basically it's like all right i'm not gonna make music so here's something i can do to show you that like i can express myself and i think like music and fashion that like it, they go hand in hand pretty much they're different forms of expression I like both. I like delving into both. Of course, one is more costly than the other. But and again, it was another place where it's like I don't see enough people that look like me talking about where they get their clothes or what it was like, not gatekeepy, just people didn't talk about it. Like you just either saw fashionable fat people or you didn't like it's like you either get like these super high fashion fat influencers or like they're wearing jeans and t-shirt and like nothing 
expressive about it. It's just like they're getting what they can fit. And so I was like, nah, there's ways to style on a budget. There's ways to intertwine music. It was a way to differentiate myself also from other creators. Like I didn't want to just be the music person. I wanted people to see that there was more sides to my personality than just talking about music, even if that was like a big part. And when it came down to it, I realized that, okay, now people see me as a content creator, like money, to be honest. Like Mm -hmm. what I looked at it as is like, it was a trade-off. I'm I like if I talk about a song from a small artist, they probably sent me their music, but I'm not charging them. However, if I do these fashion things and I start getting these brands to recognize it, I can charge them out the ass. And so I never have to charge small artists to talk about their music, like no matter what on my platform, which I've never done. So it was one of those like really good trade-offs where it was like, yeah, this makes sense. I want to do fashion anyway. I don't want to charge people to talk about their music unless they're backed by some big record label looking for promotion. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we talked obviously about when you were younger, getting into music, finding your own music. Nowadays, though, do you still get excited about discovering new music? Do you still uh, love finding new music? Like, what is your relationship to it now? I mean, now it's more difficult because I feel, and this is totally my fault, that making content takes some of that joy away because now I'm looking at it as, ooh, will this be good to content instead of, ooh, is this like just a great song? That does creep in. I try my hardest to let it not. But sometimes you can't help but think about that because not only am I in a position where I want to put more people onto like good music by smaller and bigger artists sometimes, but it's one of those things like when I'm approaching listening to a new song or a new album or something like that, it's like, okay, I know I have to give it a review on this. What's the easiest way I can like digest all of this down into information, but I still get excited for stuff like, especially when it's good. Like the, the last like Ari Lennox album made me so happy about music. Uh, the flow EP made me really happy about yeah. music. Oh, flow is so good. Exactly. Like it's different moments in music that make me reinvigorated to make more content about it because I'm just enjoying it so much. Now I'm at the point where like, I don't, I don't have to do all the discovery as much. Like people email me good music. People like comment (laughs) good music. So if I have a day where I'm like, okay, I just want to listen to something good. Let's try something new. Go through my comments, go through my email, try to find something. I mean, I do get inundated with a lot of bad music at the same time, but like the sifting through is kind of fun because sometimes you find like these diamonds in the rough and it's like, dude, like you got to get a record deal or like more people need to hear about this so you can get a record deal, something. Yeah, totally. So with all of that in mind, Pablo, what is the song that makes you scream? This is the greatest song I've ever heard in my entire life. Okay. This was super difficult. Like the fact that y'all do this, this should be a hate crime, (laughs) but the greatest song I've ever heard in my life is absolutely rewind by Kalela. Absolutely. You know, she just put out a new record last week. And another thing that made me excited about music because she's been gone for like seven years. She's a mom now. She's done all this crazy shit. But like Rewind is one of those songs where it like takes me back to a specific moment. I'm in college at that time. It was like this really big underground alternative R&B moment in like early 2014 through like 2016. Like you had the the Internet starting to blow up Mm -hmm. a lot of Frank Ocean stuff like Blonde had just come out. Solange had just put out a seat at the table in 2016. And like in the middle of that, you got this like 
group of artists that were adjacent to the internet and Solange, but weren't them. And it's like Kalella, Jamila Woods, like all these people, Lion Babe, all these people in the middle. And when I heard Rewind for the first time, I remember I was at like a college party and there's like a DJ there. And like, I heard this song and I was like, dude, like this is like, I, I felt it in my body. Like, this is like one of the best songs I, I like I've ever had the privilege of listening to. And I'm in this crowded party and it's like a super hype song. And like, I don't know if anyone had heard it at that point. Cause everyone right. was like, what is this? And then suddenly like the room just like takes off the instrumentals, her vocals, like everything about that song was just perfect and perfect place and time. And, and maybe it's more attached to a memory than like the sonics of the actual song. But like, if you put that song on, it just transports me back. And I'm like, there. I don't think there's another song that transports me back in that way, like that song. And that's why it's the greatest song I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. I mean, obviously her vocals. Well, I guess let's just talk a little bit about the lyrics. At least to me, it's a sort of this situation of like, oh, you meet someone and you have this like instant connection, but then for whatever reason, like you don't exchange contact or you don't get to that next step or whatever and then you're kind of playing it back the next day like you let this person go and you're like oh man like I can't like what did I do why did I mess that up you know I think that's like a really cool idea for a song I think so too and I think it goes with the production like it leaves you wanting so much more and not in a bad way like oh this is like not complete it's like a no, I want more of whatever this this is. And it's like, that's the same thing in the lyrics. Like, she's saying, like, I wish I could go back because, like, obviously there's something I didn't get. Like, I'm missing something and that something is you. And I, I'd rather you be here with me now, but I can't rewind. Yeah. I don't know if maybe this is reading too much into it, you know, but it's like everything in our, like, culture now is so documented and recorded and backed up and it lives on the Internet and, like, this is about one of those things that's like totally ephemeral, right? Like you have this moment and then it's gone and like you just, you can't get it back. That's just, it, sometimes that's how it is. And I think that's like the duality of the song. It's like, I can't get back that moment with you. Just like, I can't, I can't get any, I can't get you back. I can't get that moment back. Like I, and I regret it, but also it feels kind of good that I was living in that mo in the moment. Like I was so right, in the right, moment right. that I'm not thinking about the repercussions later. I'm just thinking about now. And even though I'm, I'm sad about what the repercussions were or are, which means like not being around you, ultimately I can't be too mad because I was just in the moment when that was yeah, going on. Absolutely. And to go back to the, the music, the production is so cool. It's, you know, her wispy vocals and the sort of pretty sparse song. Actually, you know, you were saying like hearing it at this big party is actually kind of interesting to me because to, you know, it's, it's kind of low key in a way. It's like not this really upbeat in your face dance song. I think I remember now that like, where I was was not like a big mainstream party. It was like a college party that like the cool kids didn't go to. Like you went to this if right, you liked right. music. And so I think that's what made it like the perfect scene. And it's not it's like a mid tempo song. It's nothing crazy like yeah. about it. Like it's nothing like, whoa. But for whatever reason, I, I, I don't know what it is. But for me, that song just like did everything for me. And then I saw her do it live and I was like, oh my 
God. It is still to this day, like the one song I listen to every single day. Like it's the, it's gotta be like the, one of the first three songs I listen to every single day is Rewind, like clockwork. And and it's just, uh, to this day, I still get goosebumps listening to it like almost every day. Yeah. One thing, and this is like kind of nerdy music-y. Yeah. um, But like in most of the song, the bass is kind of bouncing between E and B. But then in the chorus, the first E becomes like a C. It's a little bit of a dissonant note. It goes C and then B to E and then back to B. And like kind of just because, and it just gives it this like cooler, jazzier turn. I don't know. It's just like, I don't know why they would have thought to do that, but it's really cool. That's what I mean. Like, (laughs) like the musicality of this song is amazing. And knowing that like, she also is a producer. A lot of people do not know that about her. I just know that's her. Like, I know that's the contribution she made. If she, I don't think she produced this one, but like, I know that's a contribution from her because she thinks that way. Like all of her music is so outside of the box. And there's that moment where she says something about like the lights fading out and the track stops and the vocals sort of fall. It's this really cool it effect. It feels like the lights are going out. It feels like the lights are fading out because the music like draws back. And I'm like, dude, like to think to do the like, I'm sorry, pop music, rap music, they're not doing those things. And so like, no, she doesn't have like the vocal power of like a Beyonce, but like she knows that she can like get us all in the room and like really entranced with her music with these like subtle key changes and these like subtle chord progressions and stuff like that, that like make you hook to the song. And that that's one of the biggest like compliments I could ever say about her. Uh, yeah. What a great song. Very cool. Thank you so much for bringing this song to us, talking about it, talking about everything else. Um, if people want to find, you know, more about you and what you're doing, where should they go? Yeah. So if you want to check out my TikToks, it's at Pablo the Don, all one word. Twitter and Instagram are the same. It's Pablo T Don. And um, yeah, you can follow me anywhere. New things are coming. I'm really excited about like what what's coming for me at the towards the end of this year, next year. Like, it's going to be a great time. And I just appreciate y'all, like, talking to me. It's really cool to get to talk about these things and, like, sit with people who are music nerds also and just want to talk about, like, chord progressions and shit. So thank you. (laughs) Yeah, thanks so much. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll talk to you soon. Yes, thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of This is the Greatest Song I've Ever Heard in My Entire Life. If you like what you heard, please be sure to subscribe, leave us a rating and review, and uh, pass it along to a friend or an enemy. You can find us on social media at Great Song Pod. That's GR number eight Song Pod on TikTok, on Twitter, on Instagram. You can follow me at Interante Scott on Twitter. That's I N T E R R A N T E. Special shout out to Catherine and Izzy who helped co produce the show, to Skylar Spence whose song Kratos and Love is our theme music, and of course to you for listening. Thanks so much, and we'll talk to you next time.